calling <laughs> Zach's. I call it Ring Ring. Hello? Don't. Ooh, Zach. Oh my Ooh, god. This Don't. is so embarrassing. Ooh, I can have somebody. <sighs> Well, you're gonna have to turn yourself. Really, in. you don't have any questions. <laughs> like I watch holiday and handcuffs. I understand this is just. Something. You're like I've prepared for this. I know this what is to a do. thing that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like this is what white friends just do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Christmas traditions vary from family to family. You know. So. Grab some popcorn. Some garbage to talk about. Hi, Karina. <laughs> Hi, Zax. Hi, Bob. Hey, Zax. Well, we've all gathered here today to talk about a movie that I've watched every holiday season with my family. Really? Since it's existed, yeah. Wow. It is a definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. I do. I will say, these last few times watching with Bob, I've liked it a lot less. Yeah, hearing that this is a holiday tradition for you really (laughs) surprises me, because it was excruciating at watching it just once, let alone the second time for this recording. Well, I, when I was younger, thought it was very interesting, but I've always known it was garbage. It was just... Well, My it was on garbage. the ABC Family Channel. It was on Free so Form. No, it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, let's be honest here. Freeform is the leftover content that Disney like, makes. Like, if you didn't produce, if you produced something and you're just looking for a network to pick it up, if ABC you don't, Family. if you don't get it picked up by Disney Channel, and then you don't get it picked up by Lifetime, Freeform. Where else do you go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was here or Hallmark, and I don't think Hallmark. No, I don't think Hallmark would take it. No. It's not vanilla enough for Hallmark. Yeah. So I guess there is down to go from here. <laughs> okay. Uh, too vanilla for Hallmark? More like hot cocoa for Hallmark. That didn't. That worked better in my head. Oh, I <laughs> that was embarrassing. Okay. Well, so Hallmark ta- loves hot cocoa in movies. So yeah. Joke. Well, we are talking about Holiday in Handcuffs. It is a movie starring Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez, where they want you to ignore how scary it would be if the roles were reversed. It's scary no matter what, but they they want you to ignore that you would find it scary watching the movie if it were in reverse. Because the premise of the movie is basically Melissa Joan Hart is a desperate almost 30-something Whose, whose boyfriend just walked out on her, and so she just kidnaps someone to replace him. Because, you know, women, when they're unmarried and in their 30s, we talk, they're, they're we, washed up. We talked Nobody about... Them, actually, so this, movie, yeah. this movie... This movie, actually, big yeah. air quotes here, accurately, describes all the different stages of a woman's life. Yeah, no, like, I'll just run you oh, through no. it now, because we're gonna meet... We're gonna... You go, you're gonna need to know that moving forward. So, uh... They don't know what ki- women are like growing up. So like zero to eighteen, like who it's a knows? mystery. No one knows. But in this movie, like, I've teenagers? learned, I've learned that from like ages like eighteen to thirty-four, you're a viable sex object to be consumed by men. <laughs> yes. And in this the time, days. but in the back half of but that, wait, yeah, yeah. So, but. 
the clock is gearing up to you to turn 35 and that's really when you're going to be made or broken you're either going to get married and become a mom with nothing else to your life right or you're going to become sad and pathetic with like 50 cats i do want to say you can definitely start the sad and pathetic part much earlier mm-hmm. according to this movie's this is by the way the movie doesn't say any of this this it's, is our this is just theoretical like interpretation but then well, after your mom phase or your well after your viable sex object well, phase well no once your mom and those but we did that sad or mom spinster. yeah those are side by side but then like once you hit like 60 regardless Oof. of what you are you just go buck wild yeah you're crazy right <laughs> you're so just you're either uh, you're like you're either insane or you're uh, like an, a sad angry old bitch like that's <laughs> those are your options me and then the grave and then for the yeah, men... Yeah, you die, and that's it. Yeah, and I learned that men are just men. They just get to be people. Well, they, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're gay. Yeah, occasionally gay, but otherwise people. And at, like, by age, like, 65 or so, men are no longer seen as viable sex objects. So it's okay for them to openly be Sexually creepy. harass yeah. people, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's, let's so that's get to the like, plot To be clear, these are all things you will learn from this movie by the time we're done. Yeah. Okay, so it starts... If aliens watched this movie as their first exposure to human culture, those would be some of the lessons they would learn. Mm-hmm. They would bomb the planet, because they'd be like, yikes, there's nothing good here. <laughs> yeah, well... So, uh, it starts off with Melissa Joan Hart. She had... I want you to know, she is like lives in New York. She's a waitress. She has a beautiful loft apartment that they know. keep calling garbage, but like it's a little it's, messy. But that's her fault, not yeah, the apartment's fault. It's so spacious. She's got like a king size bed for just her and a full kitchen. Like we don't have a full kitchen. It's amazing. It's a beautiful loft that she does it like she weighs. and she and she can afford this on her waitress, waitress New budget. York budget. Now this and is like also, and she. She lives on her own, I'm assuming. Yeah. She lives on her own. It's a diner, and she is awful at her job. So it's not like she's even getting tips. Yeah. No idea who's bankrolling this apartment. She, Maybe she's still she coasting off that Sabrina money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she gets a call from her mom, and her mom is giving her all these demands and saying, like, she needs to be perfect, and she needs to have her boyfriend in tow, otherwise she's going to ruin Christmas. Anytime... There's any, like, pushback, or she's like, look, I will get there when we get there. She's like, are you trying to ruin Christmas, daughter? Yeah, so this is, again, another <laughs> message the movie really wants you to understand, which is that even if your parents are horrible, you still need to rely on them for emotional support or, like, encouragement or whatever, even if it would be better for you to just cut them out of your life because they're toxic. The The parents are just awful in this movie, um, but they're your, but they're your family. You know, actually, you, you I have to love your family. I had an ex girlfriend. I still have the. Well, I don't have. She's my ex. She said <laughs> she's this was not in your life. She's not in my life anymore. Um, but she said she she has a terrible relationship with her mother, and she said I was like, I don't know why you still. Why do you want to go back home? Like you you don't like spending time with your mom. And she was like, well, you gotta love your mom. And that was the first time I really thought, no, no, 
you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, not to get super serious, not to get kind of friends educational moment. You can absolutely cut your family out of your life if they're toxic and causing you misery and pain. Yeah, there's I, no there's no problem in that. I mean, if Found they, family is very legit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you they, deserve to have people in your life that care about you. If they, like, financially supported you to a point and then they're like, all right, well, you're on your own. Okay. That doesn't mean Bye. you owe them this shit. Yeah, yeah, see ya. Yeah. So the other thing, so she's, okay, she's trying to, they're showing us just how desperate she is to appease her parents. She's wearing this awful, ugly, ugly collared pink dress that her mom Ooh. got her. It's so heinous that I'm like, maybe if you were five, maybe. Yeah, then maybe if you were like an inanimate lady. object, like an American Girl doll, if you were wearing, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, I see, okay. And speaking You're of an American, American Girl doll. And speaking of American Girl doll, um, mm-hmm. she, her mom says like that she really likes when she wears curls because oh. it brings her hair out of her face. So she decides in one morning before a big life-changing job interview, she'll just perm her hair on a whim, yeah. and she leaves it in too long. She looks. By the way, how? Like, okay, I'm not very well versed in hair stuff. Uh, how like. She has the perm in, and she's talking on the phone, and she's getting ready to take it out, but because the phone call extends the amount of time it's in, it's ruined her hair. Is it really that kind of knife edge? Like, if you leave it in for three or four minutes too long, it's over, you're done? In my experience... It's very harsh. Yeah, in my experience, if it is, like, a timing thing... The risk wouldn't be what ends up happening with her mop bucket of a head. It would be that she'd be bald. Usually right. it's like, yeah. yeah. So, I and know. that would be like if you fell asleep with it in and then it's like just woke up two hours later. She immediately after this jumps in the shower and I'm like, look, just just rinse your hair. Yeah, give up on the curled hair and just say, sorry, mm-hmm. I tried. This didn't work out. But instead, they... She comes out of the shower with horrendously it looks, frizzy hair. If it was a doll, it looks like, honestly, Cynthia from the Rugrats looked better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because at least she Cynthia. wore it. She's a really good cool dancer. dancer. Cynthia. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, she, Cynthia had swag. I love that song, Cynthia's by great. the way. I, it's such a bop. It's so underrated. It's so good. Okay, back to this. I will focus. Dance. No, you won't. I'll try. Okay. We're doing good so far. No, we're not. I mean, it's I blame you debatable. more. Fair. Okay, back to this. So, <laughs> um, so her hair's awful. She's got to get to this job interview. She's going to drive, and this is such a weird. So there's this scene? like cute guy that somehow she can like see perfectly from across the street, and it's like a big intersection. Yeah, so and like he... it's. Bumper so, to bumper traffic. Yeah, bumper to bumper traffic. And he looks at her and he tries to like signal to her because there's like They're you know, facing she's each kind other. Of, she's kind of like across the crosswalk a little bit, so she's in the intersection a bit. So if he wants to turn left, he can't really right now without like hitting her. Right. So, so he, he kind of like, gestures, I'm going that way, and she says, Oh, okay, and she smiles at him and he smiles at her. And she starts backing up. She checks and she's like, oh yeah, I've got some room to back up. So she does that for him. And she's like, okay, you're good. And I backed up. And he gives her up. a thumbs up or whatever. And he starts to pull through to, for the turn. And immediately a car like hits him. 
Not like a major, massive, ex- like, it's not like a huge accident or whatever. It's just like, you know, the, the front lights of two cars are now beat up. So definitely, that those people's morning is ruined, Yeah, for or sure. at least it'd be but, annoying. But then, like, he glares at her, and he's like, he swears at her. And I'm like, um, sir, just because she backed up does not mean she checked for you. Yeah, you still that, have to use your eyes. Like, what? You and still also, have to be a good driver. He was, like, speeding up from next to her. She was just backing up straight line. You're the one making the left. You should have seen him better than she would because I don't usually see cars coming up next to me. Yeah. Out of from I mean, behind. If you see there's a whole free yeah. lane that could have traffic in it, I would still slow down to look. But anyway, so the guy that, doing, that guy never matters again. That scene doesn't matter. The it was whole just reason filler. The whole reason that's there is because she's she gonna says, be late to the interview. Well yeah, she's gonna be late to the to this interview, but also she's saying in monologue during this like Disaster oh, is just a matter of care. timing, or something of... like that. And then you see the car hit the other car, and he goes, "You bitch!" At like, and you're like, "Why? Why are you yelling at her? It's not her fault at all." Like you're a big dummy. Nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, like she didn't have anything to do with what just happened to you. She tried to help. I never have understood that. Every time I watch it, I always look at my like, dad. What I'm was like, she supposed to do? Not back up. Because she could predict a car would come? Like, what? I guess she was supposed to back up and then check, like, oh, I think he took that as you're good to go, but, like, I wouldn't trust I wouldn't her. Take that. Yeah, no. You have a much better view than she does. Yeah, she has okay. a rear view mirror. We're not going to spend all this time on this. We have. Point. Well, I'm moving <laughs> the video's along. video's over. Okay. So she's late for the interview. The dad, this guy was like a neighbor of the parents, and I guess he bought lemonade from her when she was a little girl oh and now I forgot she's about interviewed this joke. so they think like sex work is funny i guess because then he she's late so he's already started the next interview so it's over for her but she, and then he's like closing the blinds on her and she's like crouching down like while the electric blinds are slowly shutting because and she's like funny. and she's like come on you know i sell better than all those little girls on the street and all the other people are like, what's going Whoa. on? She doesn't get the interview, surprisingly. Yeah. And, oh, so, yeah, and apparently, boy. so this is like some interview that her dad set up, and so she's got to go to this interview to potentially get a job that would maybe make her parents happy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things. Again, she's just trying to appease her parents, and she goofs it all When up. it doesn't work, she literally cries out, this was, things were finally turning around for me. Literally? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> she thought, well, her mom said that on the call. She was like, oh, things are finally turning around, around for you, honey. So yeah. anyway, that doesn't work. So she goes to her job, which like, I'm really curious about what the timeline on this shift was. Because she literally worked for five minutes. Yeah. And her mom calls and was like, you're supposed to be leaving already. Anyway, she's totally messing up everyone's orders a little 10 year old calls her a chowder head yeah. then her ex-boy or well her current her boyfriend spoiler comes, alert yeah no, no, no. the guy the guy who in, she's supposed to he, bring to christmas dinner uh who is very impressive he sells something he's very rich um yeah. and so he walks in 
And he's like, when are you going to quit this job? And she's just like, hey, I didn't... Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're you're here. You weren't supposed to come till 2 or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, about that. Um, I'm not going with you to dinner because we're breaking up. And she's like, what? You can't do this. Why did you tell me you were going to go to dinner with me if you weren't going to go to dinner? And he's like, uh, because I wanted you to hear what would make you happy. And we hadn't had sex yet. And then she's like... Uh, 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 uh. And then he starts walking away, and she silences the whole restaurant by shouting at him, uh, Nick, if you don't go to dinner with me, we're through. And then he goes, uh, yeah. And then he leaves. What That's phenomenal a- writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, I just want to be clear that I hate the cinematography of this film. Is little like sidetrack. The... It's like an amateurish, like everybody, like every time she's on screen, every time she's on screen, it's like handy cam, and I think it's supposed to indicate that like her life is kind of in shambles. But it just makes everything look like a middle schooler filmed it. <laughs> like it looks so bad, and sometimes they're filming I within like... like a real house set, and like the camera's way too close to the actors. It Bob, when we were watching this, said that Chicken Girls was filmed better than this. I, I, I 100%, <laughs> having seen the movie now twice, I 100% stand by Chicken Girls what looked more professional than this. And not just like, because I, Chicken Girls was made, filmed more recently. I can, I can appreciate the effort in the idea. Like, oh, like this would be a good... It, it yeah, flopped. Like a, like this a is filmmaking a thing. Really. Like everybody else is... Everybody else is locked off. Professional There's a tripod. Shot. Except they don't consistently do that either. Anytime the camera needs to move, if they can lock it off and put it on a tripod, they do. But like there are many times where the cam the, the director wanted to have the camera moving through a shot and yeah, it doesn't I think, work. I think the thing is too, like they just weren't like they shot in a lot of like actual locations. So they can't put like, a dolly in a house, you know, so instead what was they the have budget to budget of this movie. Um, oh. I don't know. I, I don't know how much Melissa Joan Hart made. So just add four or five dollars <laughs> to that, and okay. <laughs> uh, okay, but like, so boyfriend stands her up. She has a fun waitress friend who's like, "Look, Nick sucks anyway. I don't know why you're bringing him to meet your parents." And she's like, "Look, they already think I'm a lesbian. I just want him to get her off her back." By the way, bringing some guy you don't care about home. Doesn't help. Doesn't make, doesn't make anybody think you're not a lesbian. <laughs> like if anybody thinks you're a lesbian, and then you bring a stranger home. That was the first ten minutes of. But I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. So then, um, they go to what's it called? Um, well, okay. So then in walks Mario well, Lopez, and then as is, she sees him, her mom calls like, "Why aren't you on your way? Where is Nick?" And then she just starts describing Mario Lopez on the phone to her mom. Meanwhile, they're doing that whole thing like, "Oh, she's going crazy. Things are spinning around her head. She has no idea what's going on." It's literally she's like, having some kind of nervous breakdown. But she says as much later. Yeah. Then he, she goes and like, okay, she the goes boss, up to take his order. This is so. I'm skipping. Okay. Okay. So anyway, yeah, she meets him, whatever. Then also back, this is so random, but her owner of the restaurant has a musket from the Indian independence war of 1857. And they say Indian. His name is Raj and he's patanking the whole time. And so it's like, 
But also, like, I mean, I guess it's... Because on one hand, I'm like, I guess they could have just gotten a white guy with, like, some gun from the Civil War, but they were like, ugh, that might make people a little uncomfy. Yeah, but they but just didn't this, even... Instead. They didn't even I don't consider know, like, that... Like, no, if you were in the Indian... If you were in the Indian War for Independence in 1857, your descendants do not own that gun. Right. Like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. The guns that they would have been using in the... I don't need to go into a history lesson. <laughs> Needless to say, if they had made it a white guy with a gun, that actually would have made a little bit more sense, but it actually makes no sense having this... I mean, he's an Indian immigrant coming to this country, trying to make a living, and he brought a gun from 1857? My dad brought one suitcase <laughs> that, had his, that had his medical degree and, like, six shirts. And your mom brought her snakes. Yeah, my mom brought a bunch of snakes. <laughs> That's maybe not a great example, actually. But anyway. That's all you need, your degree and your snakes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, so owner's got a gun. She takes the musket and Mario Lopez By the way, is it's trying. Like a, it's actually a flintlock pistol. It's like, you know, but it's a single shot pistol. So then he is trying to go to the bathroom and she's like, you're not going to the bathroom. You're coming with me. He's like. Wait, what? No, I'm not. What do you mean? I'm coming with you. Like, what are you what? talking about? Wait, and then she pulls the me? she pulls the gun on him, and then he's like, "Wait, is that even a real gun?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's a real gun." <laughs> and so then she walks him out, and then this is what's so funny. So she's by walk, the way, she came to this diner, this kind of crappy looking diner. He's a very successful real estate guy. Either way, his. He came there and invited his girlfriend in order to propose to her there in the middle of the day. And he never explains. At a diner. And he never explains the significance. It's not like at some point he's going to talk with Melissa Joan Hart like, oh, you know, it's actually. we had our first date. Or yeah. Like, oh, uh... Or like, I was just running in here quick and I ran into her and we both joked about how trash the food was. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be nothing. A, yeah. Like, nothing like that. No re- He's just going to make a horrible proposal That actually story. would be kind of sweet. That would be. Um, but anyway, we've thought of several things that would have made this movie the cute thing it was trying to be. But yeah. um, Number that- one, remove the kidnapping. <laughs> okay. Actually, so- yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. So she's walking him out and, like, by gunpoint, and then he slips and, out like... Out the dip, back, obviously nobody sees Out the back to her car, <laughs> and he slips and goes unconscious, and then she literally complains about this, and I was like, um, honey, that was the best thing that could have happened for you. Yeah. Now he, you don't have to work, like, because how are you going to get him into the car? He would have booked it. Yeah, he's like Mario if, Lopez. If he's, if he's Mario Lopez, if Mar- if you have a single shot pistol and Mario Lopez attacks you, your best case scenario is getting caught by the cops after you've shot Mario Lopez. That's your best case scenario. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he disarms you and then maybe kills you. Like <laughs> he's Mario Lopez. Yeah. So okay. So then loads him into the car, ties him to the. Uh, the little handle. With some pantyhose. Yeah. And Which is not, he's not able to break with his Mario Lopez strength. Yeah. His big, strong muscles. Because yeah. it just keeps stretching the fabric. And it's like, that's probably good, like, forearm work or something. <laughs> it's like Are you recommending band? people get kidnapped for their forearm exercise? No, but I'm saying make the best out of a situation. Like, if you're listening to this and you are currently kidnapped mm. and tied by pantyhose, <laughs> make it work for you. Yeah. 
Just yeah, do really. some do some bicep curls. It'll be fun. It's, the easy way to think about it is like, help, I've been kidnapped. But like the more interesting way is like, how can I make this good for me? Yeah. How can I make this situation work for both of us? Mm-hmm. Me and my kidnapper. Who says winter isn't the time to slim down? Who says a kidnapping's not the time to slim down? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, so he's holiday tied up. kidnapping is the way to is what we're recommending. Mm, no. Put a pin in that. Okay. So he wakes up and then she's just explaining her whole thing and she's like, "Look, I need you to come with me." For Christmas, for the holidays, and you're going to pretend to be a boyfriend. He's like, why would I do that, you crazy head? And then she (laughs) explains more, and he's like, oh, I... And then he says this, and I'll try to remember this the best I can. He's like, oh, you're one of those hairy, manly-hating ladies who's been rejected one too many times, and now you're taking it out on an innocent bystander. And, like, honestly... (laughs) I need to quit the show. I'm quitting. Don't worry, that's not... I don't know if that's the worst thing that the movie has to say, but it's definitely not the last bad thing. So hang on. Okay. Like, here's the I thing. I revoke my... I'm hang on taking back my lily white notice. butt. Here's... Because here's my thing. Like, the thing... What I don't like about this movie is like, okay, first of all, that's not like what feminism is. Yeah. At the same time, she is a man-hating... Not Harry... But she is a man-hating lady who's been rejected one too many times and is taking it out on a random bystander. So it's like, You're I know half wrong. The mood, like that's not all women, but that is her story. And also, yeah. she, it's just her. She <laughs> not in the all movie, women. Yeah, she, like she in the movie is a like they use the word liberal to describe her views. Oh no! And it's like, yeah, like there's a slight undertone of like. This is what liberals are like. This With, is the future liberals want. Yeah, that kind of thing. And it's like a little weird, especially since Melissa Joan Hart is actually a conservative. So I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know how <laughs> much of that this. is commentary or just movie. like accidental. Yeah. But like she's talking to him. He's wearing a nice suit. And so she's like, uh, let me guess some things about you. You know, we should get to know each other a little bit. And he's like, absolutely not. And he's, she's like, let me you're just guess some things. Uh, you're probably a vice president of some company your daddy owns. And, uh, you know, you do this and this. And you were probably some sort of frat bro. And, you know, make some assumptions about him. And he doesn't deny any of them. And she's like, oh, good. I was right on the money. And then kind of just moves on with her life. Which is we'll a- later find out she was completely wrong. But, like, he's a kidnapping victim, and he's not going to respond to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, not going to do this. So we'll fast forward a little bit. That's basically But again, real quick, thing. I just want the reason I brought that up was just because the liberal thing. That is kind of the sort of, like, self-important, out-of-touch liberal stereotype mm-hmm. that she's trying to kind of embody. And it's, like, really annoying because it's, like... No, no human lying. actually acts like this. Yeah, no appeal Ew, this is so cringe. Yeah. Guilty. So, so then we stop fast forward a little bit they need to stop for gas on their mm. way to the house and this is again so already she's lucked out she got the gun from her boss he knocked himself out he kidnapped himself honestly for the don't back half blame of him i'm just saying she hasn't had to do a lot of thinking That's and true. planning out like this is just all fall into place and it will she's continue been very to. lucky 
So she goes into the gas station and then um, the guy immediately, this old man is just like immediately like licking his lips and rubbing his hands at the sight of her. Yeah, like the camera like kind of focuses on him while she's going into the shelves and he's like, and it's like, why is it okay? Why was it okay in movies and possibly in real life? Why did we just assume it was cool for like 60 and 60 plus year old men to just perv out in public? Yeah, so then basically I he's like... I love when sexual harassment is made to be a funny ha-ha joke. Again, oh. she's not even looking. She's walking away towards the shelves, and he's just going, ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty lady walking. <laughs> we're going, this movie will spend way more time on this old man than, like, developing anything that could have mattered. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So then he's like, oh, it's not often we have a pretty young thing like you. I'm going to load that gas up in your car. And she's like, no, no, please don't. Follow me outside and, like, and Please don't no. deprive me of one of my few pleasures, no, which but, is but, like hmm. such a weird. So that's weird. But then, but mind you. Yeah. No, please don't follow me out to this car in broad daylight where I have this man handcuffed to the front seat. And then not he, yet handcuffed. Well, yeah. Well, tied up to tied up, a pantyhose. Yeah. And then and his he mouth sees... is bound as well. Oh, his eyes are bound. Yeah, yeah. she blindfolds him with a snit scarf that she just had. He's horrible. Then... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the guy sees this and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just going down to that cabin for a wild weekend, you know, rough and tumble. One of and those he's... tie me up, tie me down kind of weekends. Yeah, that's what he sa- she says. And then he takes going her. Going for the real BTK experience. Yeah. And then he takes her arm a little bit he's like you better come with me young lady and she pulls away she's like i really don't have time and so she full fills up for like two seconds that was not a full tank yeah. you're not going much further than you were before but fine Your car's gonna sputter <laughs> out of the gas station and then he follows her out and he gives her some fuzzy handcuffs he just has Ooh. these at the gas station they are not they're in a package so at least they're not used <laughs> but like he hands her these and she's and he's like uh, a little gift for y'all. You can have a fun weekend. And then as she Would drives, you buy a sex toy at a gas station. He, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I can't imagine a scenario in which it would be accept. <laughs> I would never accept fuzzy handcuffs from anyone if I had not intended to buy fuzzy handcuffs. Yeah, like this isn't Spencer, sir. There is no. <laughs> There is no place I would accept <laughs> fuzzy handcuffs. For free. If I had, even if I went to buy other sex toys, I wouldn't accept fuzzy handcuffs. Because I'm like, I know what I want. Don't presume. Don't imagine <laughs> me in the bedroom. But if they were like, okay, oh, here's like a, a free gift because we're doing like a promotional event today. And yeah. they put them in the bag. I would take them out of the bag. And then. <laughs> I don't want these. <laughs> I pay full price or no. <laughs> and then okay so then she so yeah. she's like great she goes in and she's like oh this got more professional she cuts down the pantyhose she hooks him up to the sex handcuffs and he's still by the way bound. she does not hook the the handcuffs into the hand right the the grip that she had the pantyhose tied to she just handcuffs him together his wrists are handcuffed but now down by his knees useless yeah well i mean these are sex handcuffs so like they're gonna have a freedom latch, like right, like that's, that's called. I mean, it. You have to, you have to have a latch on handcuffs that are supposed to be for play, because if you didn't have those, any number of bad things could happen. But also, if you don't tie his hands to an object, 
His arms are still free to be Mario Lopez arms swinging around inside your car while you're trying to kidnap him. Help, help. You're making me think of Donkey Kong. Yeah, he could just Donkey Kong you and pick you up and throw you out of the car. Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen. Yeah, he could Seth Rogen you. Not funny. So then... Didn't laugh. (laughs) <laughs> so then uh they get to the thing and then she's like he's like fine do whatever you need to do because this whole charade of yours is about to end little girl and then she i don't think he Ooh. calls her a little girl but... no but i <laughs> this is I Zach's was, editorializing <laughs> yeah I, I felt that would have been better so <laughs> been she funny. goes inside to her parents and she's like hey mom you know how dad always oh what happened to your hair oh yeah they <laughs> parents they, are freaked out about the hair she looks Awful, like honest, like hideous. It is the worst hair I have seen in my entire life. Yeah, holiday and handcuffs, bad hair. That'll probably get you there. We'll probably put it as a thumbnail. Yeah, we'll put it on screen. Oh my Um, god, it's horrendous. Right? It's like who? Huh? Who asked for this? Props to the makeup department. I guess I don't know. Someone worked really hard on that because it's awful. It's like, you know, which I will say I appreciate how bad it is because a lot of times in movies like this, they're like, oh my God, I look awful. And I'm like, you look fine. Yeah, like half the time when they're <laughs> like, oh no, the hair is all messy and it's like sexy messy. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? They don't like, commit to ugging up the actor enough. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, you get, that's one point for the movie. And then we take it away because the movie didn't need to exist. Okay. So then... <laughs> She goes to, so after that, oh, also the dad is like, hey, what happened today? You know this is a bad reflection on me, but, like, who cares? That's gonna. That's just more emotional abuse. Yeah, literally doesn't matter. Then she's like, hey, mom, you know how dad always, like, jokingly hits on the waitress and, like, nobody laughs, but, like, he thinks it's funny? And then she's like, yeah, yep, I got you. She's like, okay, well, my boyfriend Nick, he has this funny little quirky thing he does whenever he gets nervous where he just pretends he's been kidnapped. Like, I don't want to be here. Help. And, like, he thinks it's funny so if you could just like go along with it it'd really like be great and she's like my mom and dad are like okay what a fun quirky guy and this is funny this is what they were talking about because like i think this could have been like a better joke if they had like waited a bit like if they had set it up earlier like if she was on the phone with the mom at the gas station or something and then they just are like if there was some break in between because she just says like He's going to say he's been kidnapped. Just laugh when he does. And then she she immediately goes back out to the car, tells him, all right, come on in, takes off the handcuffs, brings him inside. And he says, I've been kidnapped. And they go, ha, 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 funny. Welcome to the family. You set up and delivered on this joke way too quickly. There was no buildup. There was no, and like, they could have been more like off the top of our head while we were sitting here watching the movie, we thought of a better way this joke could have been delivered. It could have been. She's talking on her cell phone to her mom while driving, Mm -hmm. and she tells Mario Lopez, don't say anything. And he immediately starts screaming, help, I've been kidnapped, help. And then she just like offhand goes like, uh, he does this thing where he He says he's been kidnapped as like a goof. It's stuck, cut it out, Nick. And he's like, no, seriously, Uh, you're so funny. And Uh then when they get there, it's a callback to that scene. Yeah. That would have been... I don't know about funny, but at least it would yeah. have been 
the sort of interesting. Yeah, Elsa. They tried to make like this such like a heteronormative nuclear family junk or whatever, and like I feel like they really missed an opportunity because like while Mario Lopez is saying like I've been kidnapped, the dad doesn't make any jokes that like allude to how horrible his marriage is. Which I'm like, you and me both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, the old ball and chain, huh? Sure, you're married. I hate my wife. Like, that's, that's the, that's this is the era. A, that's what TV told me it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but the dad does say, uh, at this point, he shakes Mario Lopez's hand and he says, So nice to meet you, Nick. You know, uh, this is the first boyfriend that uh, uh, Trudy. Trudy has brought home. Uh, I was starting to think maybe she was more into innies than outies, if you know what I mean. I... And like I hate that. I'm like, gonna do it. I'm gonna quit. I told you, I told you there were other bad things in this movie. I gotta I'm, say, the first time this? I saw that, who wrote this? I don't know. The first time I saw or heard that line, I thought I didn't even register what that line was supposed to mean. And then the second time I got it because like I was thinking about him, her saying earlier, "My dad already thinks I'm a lesbian." Mm-hmm. Which I guess this is supposed to be a callback to that, but like it's such a bad line. Who's ever referred to women as innies? Like, yeah, who's ever referred <laughs> to genitalia that way? I don't know. It's weird. It's gross. Why would you say that? Like, I can't. It's not even bad dad jokes. Like, you guys know me. As I get older, I'm slipping into dad joke territory. I'm no longer funny unironically. And so. I don't I don't know why anyone would say anything like that. You know, the people responsible for this, uh, the director and the writer are Ron Underwood and Sarah Ensley. Jail. <laughs> Jail sentences. <laughs> yeah. Go to prison. Hey, grown girls, yeah. ma'am, you're going to jail. Honey, what? sweetie. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. You're looking at twenty five years in federal prison. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he gets settled in, nobody cares that he's been kidnapped and like that's it. Um, I'm going to just fast forward a bit because this is like a lot of nothing. It's this like, is um, giving me Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like in Christmas time. It's Well, actually, it's more like there's like classic holiday scenes, right? Like they go and play in the snow or they uh, are doing something inside, snuggled up by the fire. Like those kinds of Christmas family scenes. Except Mario Lopez is sitting there for the first part of the movie just, like, looking uncomfortable. Like, why doesn't anybody believe me that I've been kidnapped? Yeah. So, um, so Melissa Joan Hart... I was going to say Sabrina. Melissa Joan <laughs> Hart... <laughs> Sabrina uses her magic to convince her mom to let her be key master <laughs> for the trip. This and... doesn't make any sense either because the mom says... Or she says, hey, can I be key master? Mom says... You've always hated Keymaster, and they use this as an ex- excuse to explain what Keymaster means, which the Keymaster is everybody's car keys and cell phones all get put into one spot. The Keymaster hides them away somewhere so nobody can leave and nobody can be on their phone. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Horrifying. I would not come to Christmas mm-hmm. if that was a rule. I would not. No. Uh, also, also this pissed me off both times I watched the movie, but... When she does agree to let Melissa Joan Hart be Keymaster, even though if someone historically has hated the position of Keymaster, why would you ever make them Keymaster? They're obviously going to sneak off with their phone and their keys. But um, she, she gives her the keys, and she gets the keys 
and the little remotes for the cars from the freezer in a little Ziploc bag. Don't put batteries in the freezer. That's just a good recipe to get your freezer, like, leaking battery acid all over the place. Like, it's a bad idea. Don't do this it. This movie's stupid. This movie's so stupid. So, yeah, so she does that. Don't put cell phones in the freezer, either. She becomes Don't key. put anything in the freezer other than things that can be frozen. Yeah, like, hey, food, like, do that. Ice. So she becomes... Your friend's undies if you want to goof them the next morning. Or your own Don't undies if you're looking me. for a pleasant mm. surprise. <laughs> She... I like them. Okay, to fine. I don't to do go it here with... because I live with others. When I lived by myself, I put packs of un- unopened packs of undies in the freezer first, so that my first wear of them would be ice cold. Uh, okay. You know, good tip if any of you friends have <laughs> friends who are pregnant and are about to deliver their baby, uh-huh. uh, put some pads in the freezer and then gift those to your friend. They'll be very happy. Ooh, oh. that's a cool idea. Nice. You're doing them a favor. So, she's Keymaster now. And we meet her brother, who's like, fine, he's just some guy. He's just and, a guy. And then the her sister comes in, and her character is she's hotter than Melissa Joan Hart. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's literally, like, they say she's that. She's a younger sister, she's hotter than Melissa Joan Hart. And she's in law school, supposedly. But we'll find more out about that later. Yeah. So, uh, it's basically fine. Then at one point they're like sitting, I think it's the next morning. Oh yeah, Grandma's on her way. Yeah. Grandma... But hasn't arrived yet. Grandma does show up eventually, and she's like an old crabby grandma. She's like, ah, don't call me grandma. I don't want to be here. You people are crazy. Which, and it's like, like honestly, Grandma, if you don't want to be here, just go somewhere else. You are an adult. <laughs> yeah. You're an old lady. Just say your hip hurts and they'll be like, go. okay, grandma, we don't want to stress you out. It's fine. Like, do whatever you want. You're old. You are a. You were on Broadway or on like some street, some like semi-famous that. actor, and like, yeah. who cares? Like, just if Betty White is your grandma and she doesn't want to come to your Christmas dinner, you're sure as hell she's not coming. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be if Betty White was my grandma and she wasn't coming, I'd be like, oh, I'd be hurt. I'd be darn. sad that I wasn't cool enough to get Betty White to come. <laughs> I would well. I would just be like, "Well, where are you at? I'll meet you halfway, Betty White." Because like, and I have say, no, leave been. me alone. Don't call me that. I'm <laughs> Betty White. This is my voice. This is me, Betty White. Oh my god! Why is Betty White Iago from Aladdin? You don't want me to do my Gilbert Godfrey impression. I don't. Okay. I'm Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I'm Betty White. <laughs> That's actually oh, this good. is just reminding me we could have been watching the proposal and it would have been so much more better. Well, we don't do good things too much. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, don't do know. Nothing good on kind of friends. <laughs> Only pain. This is, like, this is intro to BDSM watching our movie. <laughs> Very light. Very mild. We're into movie play. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, get we watch a bad in. movie and then we talk about it. Oh <laughs> my! We put our undies Every... in the freezer and we get those free fuzzy handcuffs from Spencer's. A hundred K subscriber special. Let's all get dirty and watch the room together. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
maybe disaster artist too for a little double. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay, so, like, literally nothing happens. It's just, like, small talk around the family. I've been kidnapped. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, over funny. and over. Then that this night, movie's an hour and 40 minutes, by the way. Oh, God. That night, Mario Lopez is like, I'm leaving. So he take, he leaves. He's ice cold in the snow. Yeah, he's just going to walk. He's that desperate he's like, to leave. Because he's like, I don't have a phone. I don't have keys. I'm just going to walk until I die, maybe. <laughs> yeah, basically. So then she just drives and follows him out. And it's like the classic, like... Come on, babe, get in the car. It's cold yeah. outside. You don't want to walk in all that snow. Come on, get in here. By the way, here. she needs to fix one of her headlights. Okay. Is that going to come up later? No. no. Okay. Just a thing I noticed. <laughs> so he gets in the car and he's back. Next morning, uh, he sees that Melissa Joan Hart makes a call. She calls her waitress friend. Uh Uh-oh, she she snuck her phone out of the group pile. That'll come back in a second. So she calls her waitress friend, and she's like, oh, I did a bad. I kidnapped Mario Lopez last night. And she's like, well, you gotta, what? You You have to let him go. And she says, no, I can't let him go. They think he's Nick now. Don't worry, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I'll figure it out. And waitress friend just goes, okay. And just like, Leaves it be. And my thought is like, if I got a call from Connor while I was at work, well, first of all, he would know that it was, I was at work. So it would almost certainly be some kind of emergency. So I pick up the phone and I say, hey, bud, what's going on? And he says, I kidnapped someone. (laughs) Uh, I did an oopsie. I took, I kidnapped someone off the street and brought them to family dinner. And somehow we haven't murder hasn't happened yet I would be like okay I want you to prepare yourself and your kidnappy I'm calling the cops they will be there just present yourself when they get there I will tell them you are not a threat okay you need I'm not giving you the option to call the cops yourself I'm calling them on you See, that's where I'm kind of torn, though. I feel like it's no, hard. No, don't be torn. I just feel like I would want to be like, hey, like, you need to call the cops and turn yourself in. And maybe I would also call and be like, hey, you should be expecting a call from this person. Like, kidnap somebody. But So I, you are still calling the cops. But I still want them to make the right decision. Sorry, and you think it would make sense for you to call the police and then say, you should be expecting a call from a kidnapper pretty soon. I won't say who. Well, I know I'll, who, but I won't say who. I'll tell them all the information they need, but I just want them to know that this person, last week. So talked, now you're saying, you're suggesting we would waste dispatcher time with a second call for the same thing? Wow. I just don't want to be a snitch. You're, like, <laughs> Zach's, I call you. Ring, ring. Hello? Don't. Ooh, oh my Ooh, God. This don't. is so embarrassing. Ooh, I can have somebody. <sighs> Well, you're going to have to turn yourself Really? In. You don't have any questions? <laughs> like, I watch Holiday and Handcuffs. I understand this is just something. You're like, I've prepared for this. I know this what to do. This is a thing that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, this is what white friends just do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Christmas traditions vary from 
family to family, you know. So. You know, every Christmas, my family and I, we get together. You know, we have the fish on Christmas Eve. We go to bed. We wake up. Oh, it's Christmas. And then Did we go kidnap the one of the neighbors. Did you say the fish on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a thing. You have fish Christmas Eve, and then you have turkey the next day. My family never did either of those. Fish? Fish, yeah. Fish. Fish. Maybe it's, maybe it's an Italian thing. You may be. Okay, well, maybe. we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, We kidnap the neighbor. It's a it's a fun activity. And then we yeah. let them free. So you guys just have your own little mini purge. That's just like yeah. what you guys do. Mini purge? For, for yeah. legal reasons, we don't do this. <laughs> do not call the police. But for, but for illegal reasons, they do. Yeah. okay so um next morning mom like freaks out she's like oh wait no sorry i fast forward a bit so she calls her friend she's like i kidnapped somebody i'm so cute and then she goes inside her hair is still crazy and then like just wash it lady the longer you don't wash it, the longer it will set in looking like garbage. It's Isn't it bizarre. a cardinal rule of perms that you're not supposed to wet your hair 24 hours after Yeah, activation? but like, she already beefed it, so might as well just wash it out and try again. Just yeah. shave your head. Just shave your head. <laughs> just go bald. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um... Uh, Mario Lopez basically like exposed her. He's like, "Hey, I need to make a call," and she's like, "What? Well, the keys are away." And he's like, "No, I saw you put one in your cleavage." And then the mom's like, "Uh, oh. Melissa Joan Hart, you were supposed to put that away." Okay, bye. And then she leaves. Does and not, then yeah. this is the first time where I'm like, "Okay, so they really don't want us to pay attention to the implications of like big old Mario Lopez." teeny tiny melissa joan hart because he's like give me the phone she's like no and i'm like they have a kitchen island between them and they're like staring each other down kind of like trying to dash left dash right circling the thing and i'm like i'm pretty sure like mario lopez could just vault over the thing and pounce yeah like (laughs) Like... in a single move he could probably vault over and kick you in the head so you fall unconscious like I, I mean, but like that also brings up this thing. Shape. Like, okay, if I get kidnapped by someone, and I'm now in a home, and they have convinced the other people that me saying I'm kidnapped is a joke, at that point I start hurting furniture, right? Yeah. I smash a window. I break a chair. I just do something to convince them that I'm crazy, because even if they call the police on me. That's still better than being kidnapped. And the police are there. Yeah, yeah, and then you can be like, look, take me away in cuffs. Please. I will explain. I will explain when I get to the thing. I have corroborating witnesses that I went to the diner. My jacket is still there. I was expecting to meet my girlfriend there. And I don't know, and like, I don't think that this really earns the movie points in any way, but I will say, like, at bottom, at least they don't bring up the gender gap. Like, it's not like Melissa Joan Hart at any point says anything to the effect of, well, no one's gonna believe you because I'm a girl and you're a boy. Which other movies have done. So, like... But see, she's supposed to be a a cool liberal. Mm -hmm. So she respects C-gender. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of thing that this character would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't see race. Um, I don't see gender. So then that happens. <laughs> I'm and then 
So after that, not much really happens. The mom is like, oh my god, I don't have extra virgin olive oil. And so then the Mario Lopez is and, like, oh, I'll go get some. And then and she's to- like, no, don't send a guest. That would be rude. Yeah, so anyway, the dad and Mario Lopez end up going there. And we get to see more of that creepy old man from before. Remember so when great. we said they spent too much time on him? Oh, he's so, back. <laughs> yeah, he's back and... <laughs> Oh, gosh. This is so, so weird. So he, he walks in to the... This time he goes into the gas station with the dad. And he goes right up to the cashier, the same old man, and he says, Help, I've been kidnapped. And he's like, Oh, my sexy blonde thing. And he Ooh. says, Yes, which is a weird answer to give to that that, that <laughs> description. Response, that description. But he says, Yes. And then the guy says, like, Oh, I bet you guys are having a fun time with those handcuffs. And he's like, No. I need you to call the police. I have been kidnapped. But then... Then Dad walks up. Yeah, so the first old man is just, like, salivating all this juicy, like... I like to imagine you and Melissa Joan Hart together. My name is Betty White. I love Serena. Yeah. yeah. Then the dad comes in and he says, like, he says... He's got he, a bottle so of this, extra virgin and this is And this is, like, more innuendo because he's like, yeah, I've got a little lady back at home. She just needs everything lathered up in oil. But that's Ugh. the ho- that's the good thing about the holidays, right? No guilt. And he puts a hand on Mario Lopez's shoulder. And then creepy old man has the audacity to go, Ugh. Yeah, I liked like, it when it wasn't gay. His, so, yeah, suddenly oh his God. eyebrows are down and he's like, Ugh. And it's like, what the hell was that, dude? Because he was with... No, to be clear, he was fine when it was like... I guess at the idea of Kinky these two couple. guys... With these two guys lathering her up in oatmeal. An oil. Oatmeal. An oatmeal. An oatmeal. In olive oil. You got real bad eczema. Oh, God. <laughs> he was cool with that. But then... But the dad puts a hand on Mario Lopez. He's like, oh, you guys are doing stuff together too Ugh, and I'm gross. like first like, of all what about the Lonely Island song Golden Rule <laughs> it's not a it's in a three way and then Lady Gaga shows up at the With end the she's like are you guys middle, still here leeway. <laughs> I have a story to tell you guys about this later okay <laughs> we'll keep that off the tape so next thing, vague. I'm trying. I'm just gonna like. But Mario Lopez gives up on convincing this old yeah, guy to help. Yeah. So him. new. Plan. Oh wait, no. Actually, he doesn't give up. He he goes back oh. to the car and then he runs back out from the car to the guy and he says, "Look, I'm not leaving here until you call the police." And the guy pulls out a gun and points it at him. It says, "Oh, oh. watch it, super freak." Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, he no longer likes Mario Lopez. Even though he was salivating at the thought of Mario Lopez moments ago. Yeah. So then they're driving home, and then Mario Lopez is like, "I'm just gonna change it." He grabs the wheel. He starts turning. Yeah. He says he's to gonna crab. do something with the radio as like a, a as like a distraction, a ruse or distraction, so that he can reach over and grab the steering wheel. But I'm like, most people don't grab the steering wheel anyway. So if you just didn't have a distraction, I probably wouldn't see that coming. Yeah, I was looking at you more. I was looking at the road, and then suddenly someone grabbed the wheel and started jerking it around. And he says, I'm getting out of here. And then the the dad grabs him around the neck and starts to, like, give him, like, a one-arm choke hold. And he's like, I know relationships can be tough, son. Just, you'll get used to it. And I'm like, this 
This man is supposedly in love with your daughter, and he's, like, trying to make a break for it at the cost of your life. Like, you not taking that a little bit more seriously? Like, he is not happy with your child, sir. But no, I'm trying get to home. picture this scene in my head. <laughs> okay, so they're driving down the road, and Dad is driving, and then Mario Lopez reaches for the wheel and just starts yanking it around, ooh, ooh, ooh. swerving on an icy road towards trees on the left, trees on the right, and then he's got him in a headlock, and they're still driving like crazy, and then finally he, he's, Mario Lopez gives up, and they get back on the straight and narrow, and he says, that'll be our little secret. The dad says that to Mario Lopez. And then, hey, dad, you ever played chicken before? Vroom. <laughs> so then um, we can fast forward a bit. It's just more like holiday shenanigans. They eat stuff. They start... Well, Grandma the gets way, there. Yeah. Oh, she Grandma. was there. Okay. Um, but anyway, but the main thing over this next little montage of scenes that they spend way too much time on is that the family really likes uh, Mario Lopez. They're being super nice to him. And he specifically tells uh, Melissa Joan Hart, look, I have tried to get out. I have tried to call for help. I cannot. So here's what I'm going to do. When the police finally do catch up with you, I want to see your sad face... When your family is heartbroken, that I'm not really your boyfriend. I'm gonna make them love me. Yeah, oh. the this is thing, an insane idea. And this really does not matter in the timeline if this happens before or after that. But uh, the brother that we mentioned that doesn't really matter that much. Uh, he had a phone that he didn't give away because it's a stupid rule, and he let Mario Lopez make a call. So Mario Lopez did call his fiance, and, he, and she did not care that he was kidnapped. Well, he called his girlfriend cared. who didn't know he was proposing. Well, yeah, so she no. didn't care that he was kidnapped, but then he's like, look, the reason I asked you that diner was going to propose, and then she's like, oh, okay, then I'll save you. Literally. Yeah. Only because... Like, she turns around and is like, what? Okay, what did you say about your kidnapper? And then, like, the description he gives of Melissa Joan Hart, real quick, you've seen a picture of her with the crazy hair? Describe her for me. Um, small, in fact, describe her in four words. Small, blonde, and white. Okay, he says crazy hair, crazy eyes. Fair. <laughs> but, like, how is that helping? I guess, I guess she that's kind of, let's give the movie a little bit of credit here. That's kind of funny. That because is... the police later, when they do show up, they say, we're looking for a woman with, and then he looks down at a piece of paper and he's like, crazy hair. And crazy eyes. That is iconic. That is pretty good. Like that's kind of funny. That's nice. Oh, I do like. Gonna change my YouTube bio to that. (laughs) Which is weird because at that point they know exactly who she is, so you would have thought they would just say her name. Yeah, like they also know the diner where she's employed probably has like her. Oh no! You know what? They say the crazy hair, crazy eyes thing at the diner. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do have her name by that. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway. So he's like, I'm going to be the perfect boyfriend and it's going to be so much more embarrassing for you when this all blows up and you have egg on your face. Ha ha ha. Eggnog on your face. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wish you could see the look on her face. She's so bad. (laughs) Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. (laughs) I wish, but we still have a little bit more left to talk oh, no. about. So, okay. Um, one of the things that happens is, like, 
they ask Nick or Mario Lopez, they're like, hey, would you read The Night Before Christmas? And then he's like, okay. And then she's like... She's really upset and storms off. She storms off. off and he goes to follow her. And then she's like, my family likes you more than they like me. And I'm like, well, you're a crazy kidnapper. You're yeah, a crazy you woman. You suck. <laughs> like, I mean, they suck. You suck. You shouldn't want them to like you. But, like, who cares? Yeah. So, Can you blame them? <laughs> But then he's like, isn't this what you wanted? And then she's like, eh. And he's like, fine, well, I don't have to read the story. And then she's like, no, I don't, I don't care what you do. And he's like, fine, well, then I'm gonna read the story. She's like, fine. And this is to let us know, oh, this is not, you kidnapped me and I'm mad. This is more like, I think you're kind of cute. And I'm like, poking fights with you. And I'm like, not earned. No. By the way, Please by the way, stop. about how much time do you think has passed, uh, um, Karina? Not I'm in the movie, say... I mean for the two characters. A day and a half. Yeah, less than a day. Oh, God. It's less than 24 hours. It's been about, like, maybe 18 12, hours. 12 to 18 hours, yeah. Oh, jeez. So then, um, the next, so, like, basically nothing really goes on there. So, basically, then the next thing, it's like, um, okay, Nick and... Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart, you guys just kick back for the day. Oh, yeah, that's so weird. The mom's oh, wait, like, oh, here's this. Oh, oh, wait, actually, there's one more thing. They start to get a little bit closer because that night the mom tells them they have to write their letters to Santa. Which is so stupid. She's 27 in the film. And, oh my and God. she's like, Mom, Santa doesn't get these letters. We don't have to put out milk and also, cookies. I'm like, why didn't you say that 17 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's another thing that keeps happening. Like, I don't need to mention every time. But every time they say something, she legit gets embarrassed that they're saying this stuff about Nick. And I'm like, he is your victim. Yeah. If he laughs too hard, you could kill him. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what he thinks. But anyway, no. but she's not a real kidnapper. That'd be scary. She's just a quirky girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not like other girls. I kidnap the boys I like. Yeah. I'm just going through a, kind of a rough transition phase right now, but like, yeah. it's things are finally turning around for me. Yeah. I'm just trying to find myself. I'm she like to... sharpens her like <laughs> size. Look, I'm, just, I'm just trying she... to find a good balance between axe murderer and, like, well-adjusted adult. Okay? And this is kind of, I think, the Goldilocks zone. Just kidnapping. Mm-hmm. So, they have to write their letters for Santa. Mm-hmm. And hers is so sad because she writes world peace and I want my parents to not hate my guts. Yeah, and like, she, she literally writes... The, the, one of the things she wants from Santa is to not disappoint her parents anymore. I'm like, you're 27. You still don't get how Santa works? You are a grown woman. You're an idiot! So Even if Santa therapy. was real, he couldn't give you that. And then she shares this story about how one time the dad put up lights in the backyard so she could ice skate for him. It was the first time she felt seen in her life. It doesn't matter, but it will later. Moving right along oh, to the next day. Everybody has their jobs, but uh, Grandma can do whatever she wants because she's they Grandma. Know she- and Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez can just hang around together, which is all they've been doing. So I don't even know why we had this group meeting yeah, to enjoy says, a vacation. The schedule is this time we do this, this time we do this, and then we'll all break, and you'll help me with the, the dinner, and you guys will set up this thing. Grandma, you can do whatever you want, and you two just go play outside. And it's like, what? 
So they have like a cute montage of playing. They play some hockey. They go inside. They play some chess. And like. They talk about ice skating. Oh, also, this has been a running joke for like two times now. But Mario Lopez is a dunker and Melissa Joan Hart is a twister when it comes to Oreos. Yeah. So basically, Mario Lopez is once again sane and she's insane. Karina, what do you do with your Oreos? Uh, I hope I haven't made my opinion too clear. Um, I do both. I, like, twist, and I chomp, and I dunk. Like, as a whole cookie. Kind of depends right. on well, the Well, that was kind of friends. Uh, <laughs> You're quitting now? Yeah. I that, think so, wait, she Why? stuck around after... I do after both. Off, she stuck around after... Yeah, but I didn't know we were, con- we were... We were, uh, uh, associating with a twister. But I, I also eat them regular. What? Like, the normal way. Bob likes to drown his Oreos yeah, until I the drown stop. Oh, literally. okay. But like when, okay, when you have an Oreo and you put it in and then you leave it for a little bit and then when you take it out and it's really soft. Yeah, and you then stick it in there it, until all the bubbles stop and then you don't leave it in there for a second longer. And then you, you just, eat it and it's like, mm, that's yum, yum, what, That's what I call drowning the Oreo. The yeah. only downside of drowning the Oreo is your fingers get really, really cold. Yeah. Okay, so you take that's it out and you're like, this is frostbite. So that's actually kind of the most relative, relevant piece of information we get in this montage. Of them, that the one's cookie a dunker choices? and one's a twister, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Okay, so let's fast forward a bit more. I wish They've this became getting... like a parent trap thing where it was like, I eat my Oreos with peanut butter. Oh my god, that's so weird, so do I. And it'd be like a cute bonding. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say they were brother and sister. No. Oh, that's a weird route. <laughs> That'd be horrendous. Like, That'd be all more <laughs> welcome. Then I would really but... quit. <laughs> so then I'm trying to, th- uh, basically everything's going really good, but now it's Christmas time. It's time to open the presents and the parents have just made a lot of misses with this. They get the younger sister, a book, a phone book of just all the law firms. Uh, brother because she's in gets, law school. Brother mm. gets like a tie or something really impersonal. I thought it was kind of sweet. They got Mario Lopez a back scrubber like for the shower. And I'm like, I mean, they don't really know anything about him, but it's cool they got him a gift so he didn't feel left out. Yeah. Um, it's and nice then, they got him something. And then Melissa Joan Hart, she ends up getting a briefcase. And they're like, we thought the interview was going to go differently. Oh Remember that God. thing we mentioned? And so it really puts a dampener on everything. And they like, also yeah, give oh, her another pink we... dress that looks just like the one she was already wearing and is also ugly as hell. These the parents are thing... absolute flops. Yeah. The other thing I will mention, though, is like, which I totally forgot because it really didn't matter to like the halfway mark of this movie. But she wants to be an artist, and Julia that's why painter. she's waitressing. But and so then the dad she's is like, a liberal like, art student, literally. So then the dad is like, "Look, you can paint or color in your own color. time." And then Mario Lopez is like, "Hey, I've seen her art. It's actually really good, and it's flawed and it's raw, and like that's just her." And he makes this whole impassioned speech. And he he has, makes all this up, by the way. But he in did order... see your art. Did he? What? You weren't looking, but when they were playing chess, she left and she had her portfolio. Oh, there. that's right. Remember, I said, "Oh, she just only does portraits." I guess. I must have been looking at my phone both times that happened <laughs> because I genuinely thought he just made all that up. Okay, never no. mind. So he really did see her work, and like they talked about art earlier, and he mentioned that he knows he likes Alice Neal, and she's like, "What you like, Alice oh, Neal?" Yeah. And he's like, 
yeah, you shouldn't judge people before you get to know them. And I'm like, you also shouldn't kidnap people, so maybe let's not teach her things. Yeah, she's she's got some more fundamental lessons to learn. (laughs) Yeah, before we go into that. Um, But then... um, By the way, she still hasn't said sorry. Not yet. But then he has a... um, He still has the ring for his real girlfriend. And he... um, What was it? Uh, oh yeah, so then he propose he proposes for Melissa Joan Hart, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh my gosh, oh my God. It's you finally done something worthwhile! You got You're a man. not the family disappointment anymore." And so they're all really happy about that, and then she's like, "Wow, like thanks, that was really sweet of you." Even though I know you like you didn't just have it for me, but he doesn't mention his girlfriend really. Like he sort of does. Like she knows he has a girlfriend. It's really weird. Then that night, uh, they're going to go somewhere together. Well, they're getting ready. It's almost Christmas dinner. Before that, she asks her mom, like, "Hey, do you need help with anything?" And she's like, "Oh, hey, if you could just bundle up and take this trash out for me, that'd be great." She goes down to the garage or whatever to go outside and she sees the brother in the dark drinking a beer by himself yeah I'm... it's super weird it's like she opens the door and it's pitch black in there except like he's not on his phone or anything he's just sitting in total darkness drinking a beer and he looks up at her with a big smile like he was expecting her he's like hey pull up a chair let's have a beer together and like so then um I'm going to just run through this conversation and we can just talk about what the problems are on the end. Mm. Okay. So, um, man, I'm so happy for you and Nick. I hope that'll happen for me someday. It will. You've been out with Jen for like ever. Actually, Jen and I broke up six months ago and I started seeing someone new. And his name's Ryan. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I knew. And he's like, what? You, you didn't, didn't know. know. I didn't even know. I mean, I guess I kind of knew. But wow. So you haven't told anybody yet? And like, okay. And then it goes on from there. But let's just talk about this. I immediately, when we got to that part of the movie, I called my sibling and I was like, yo, do you remember that scene in Holiday Handcuffs where the brother comes out to her and she's just like, oh yeah, I knew. And he immediately was like, uh, I don't like that. That's like the worst reaction. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what, like, I can't even really, like, for me, and that's why I'm bringing this up to the group, I don't really know what's wrong with that, but I don't like it. Like, it's rude. I mean, it's basically- If someone comes out to you, don't be like, yeah, I got that vibe. No, I actually have done that before. I have said that before. And uh, to, not specifically for people coming out as gay to me, but people coming out as trans to me, I've said that once to one person. And I later apologized to them, and they said I wasn't offended or anything. And I said, I still shouldn't have said it. <laughs> because, like, one, I don't know you better than you know yourself. Like, you for sure know you better than I know you. Mm-hmm. At least on those kinds of things. There may be things where I do know you better, like, that an outsider's perspective may be more useful. But on this, no. You absolutely know yourself better. And also, yeah. like, it's not helpful. If you knew if you knew something about me that I didn't know, wouldn't it be better to tell me? Like, 
before I I read, like... Well, I think my thing, though, is, like, this person, like, he was vulnerable. Like, he was sitting alone in the dark with a beer. Yeah, he's feeling miserable about the fact that he can't tell anyone, and she kind of coaxed it out of him. And then she... And I... When Lilzy did her reenactment of the scene, she didn't misspeak. The way Melissa Joan Hart delivers it is, Oh, I knew... And then she thinks to herself and goes, yeah, I knew. And then like, later... What is that? So then, um, I'm going to break, like, put a pin in this, because we're going to revisit this, because it gets, okay. it gets worse. Okay. Yeah. I do want to say very quick, this is just reminding me, like, I told my sister, I was like, oh, I'm bi, and she's like, bestie, I knew for a couple of years, this is not the reveal you thought it would be. Yeah, no, see, that's okay. <laughs> that's fun. Right, that's, that's okay. That's funny. But just like, oh, I puzzled that out before you did. Oh, it's not cool. I knew. Don't do that. Yeah. Because, like, real quick, in case people are like, why don't you say that? Um, because sometimes, like, people like don't want everybody to know, like, that they're out. And when you're like, oh yeah, I knew. That sounds like, oh yeah, everybody can tell, and that puts the other person in a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah, like if you That's think, one of many reasons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like if you thought you were in the closet, everyone's like, oh, oh I you, knew. You, you are you, not good at that. That was a I knew flop. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, prin- the principle behind why you shouldn't say, I knew or I thought so about people's reveals like that is the exact same reason why if someone says, hey, have I showed you this video? The correct answer is, Always no. Even if they have showed you the video before, if you say, yes, you've showed it to me, you've just killed the conversation. Mm -hmm. Their whole momentum, whatever they were trying to show you, is dead in the water. I have found the best workaround is, you might have, but I don't remember it. Even if I do remember it, I'll still say that. Because, like, I might not remember it well enough. Or I might, like... You know, you're like, hey, did I show you this video? I don't know. You might have. Let, let, just show me again. Let me see. You know, because, like, obviously the reason you're asking me that is because you want to show me. Don't kill that person's momentum, you know? Mm-hmm. Same way. This person's being vulnerable. They're, you know, in a much more serious way. They're being vulnerable with you. They're expressing themselves, and they're saying, look, this is a thing I don't tell everybody, and I'm telling you because I'm willing to open my heart to you, and mm-hmm. you say I'm willing to accept that energy that you're giving me. Instead of, like, <laughs> Yeah, duh. You're gay. Gay. So some kind of queer. (laughs) (laughs) I knew. Yeah, I knew. So there's a little bit more time uh, before random garbage happens. Yeah. So Mario Lopez, he does the lights in the backyard for Melissa Joan Hart's stunt double to do the figure skating routine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, we're like so in love. Amazing, beautiful. Okay, now it's Christmas dinner and everything's falling apart. The mom has been like... There's some other events that happen that are supposed just, to be comedic, but who cares? And we skipped right over them because they all come to a head during this dinner anyway. So let's just... Except for the grandma thing. Huh? Except for the grandma thing. But who cares? No one cares about the No grandma. one cares about grandma. They really... The, all you need to know is she's Betty White and she's a loose cannon. She's not actually <laughs> played by Betty White. Yeah. She's played by some other famous person that I don't but recognize. But they definitely were going for the vibes of Betty White in the new Lorax movie. Yeah. That kind of wild grandma. But she has a potty mouth and drinks a lot I'm of alcohol. I'm not like other grandmas. I'm a cool grandma. I'm gonna surf down a tree or whatever happened to that Woo. movie. <laughs> What's new body shots, family? <laughs> so, okay, at this table, like, the mom has been really annoyed. 
at the dad. And, like, at one point she even talks to Melissa Joan Hart about, like, you've slept with other people, right? Your dad's the only person I ever slept with. That's not how people do it anymore. They don't just pick one and hope for the best. And then it's like, okay, overshare, Mom, but okay. Then at dinner, she's like, you know what? I hate how you moan when you chew your food. Mmm, mmm, mmm. And then everybody is like, what is happening at this dinner? And then, so here are the big reveals at dinner. They're unhappy in their marriage. And then the dad is like, well, he wife, this is your world. And we're just living through it. I'm yeah, your little says, clown. It's like, and the he reason literally they, starts going crazy. And yeah, she says thing. like, we can't ever have any conversations about anything important around here. And then he says, we can't talk about anything important because we're all living in your world. And we can't say anything, honestly, because if we did, it might hurt someone's feelings. You're the queen and I'm your little clown. <laughs> and he's making weird noises. And then and she's like, like, if it was my... <laughs> That's what a clown is like. That's why everyone loves clowns. <laughs> That's why they're so great. But yeah, then we love clowns. Then she's like, if it, it's not my world, if it was my world, I wouldn't have to think about Cleve Eastwood during our annual birthday sex. And then everybody at the table, for some reason, like Melissa Joan Hart has a really muted reaction to all this, but the younger sister is like. Oh my god. Yeah, she's just like head in hands. She can't believe this is how dinner's going. And Melissa Joan Hart just goes, when she says that, as though that's the thing that ruined dinner. When like everything that happened before ruined dinner. Here are the other big reveals that night. So then, um, so like brother finally comes, well, first brother tries to come out and then sister is like, Actually, I have news, too, before brother can say anything. And then she's like, so, you know that whole pesky tuition you were giving me for, like, law school or whatever? Well, didn't turn it in. I'm opening a Pilates studio. So, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, she used the tuition money (laughs) to make a down payment on a Pilates studio in California. She is not going to law school at all. And that's what started the parents on this weird fight. Is that what's Yeah, that actually is. I forgot that. But then the brother is like, I'm gay. And then the mom is like drunk and laughing. And she's like, oh, honey, I know. We (laughs) all knew. (laughs) And like, I'm like, okay, that's worse than Melissa Joan Hart's Well, yeah, because she was drunk. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, still the principle of being like, I know. You didn't need to tell me. But at the same time, it's like, but at least hers was like, I don't know. She was trying to be compassionate and like I understand. Mom I, just laughed at him. Yeah, she yeah. was just like, "Ha ha, you gay boy." I know. And then um, uh, that's basically it for reveals until the police barge in. Yeah, the po- all then, this. They've been keep cutting back to like Mario Lopez's girlfriend going to the police, the police investigating the diner. None of this is important, so we skipped right over it. The police arrive at the. The cabin, and they say, long enough. "Yeah, we're looking for what David Martin we're looking for Mario or Dave, Lopez. Yeah, we're looking for Mario Lopez's real name." And they're like, "Who's that?" And they say, uh, "He puts his hand up, and it's like, no, you must be mistaken. That's my daughter's uh, boyfriend, Nick." And uh, then Melissa Joan Hart says, 
No. I kidnapped him. I kidnapped him. Mm-hmm. Then I committed some, a crime. Wait, wait. Some, and then Grandma yeah. says, Grandma stands up and says, She found the musket, by the way. I yeah, don't know. She found where. the gun and she says, <laughs> I don't know who called the who called the bacon, but let's fry. What was it? She says, I don't know who brought the bacon, but Grandma's going to fry it up. And I was like, Grandma. Hell yeah, Grandma Acab. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the Grandma now. Yeah, suddenly she's my favorite character. They, we love Grandma. She, she did not do a lot to contribute to this movie, but, like, nobody did. When she advocated she... the murder of police officers, suddenly <laughs> my ears perked up. I was like, hey. Hold on. For I legal reasons, I'm not advocating the the, the murder of police officers. I don't like kill. the police, but don't kill them. Don't kill them. Don't, 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 don't do kill, You will go to federal prison for the rest of your life. Don't kill anybody unless it's like in self-defense, I guess. Like just to cover I don't all. think you should kill people in self-defense either, but we can have that argument in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe let's talk politics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. So anyway. You ever just, you ever just like... You're you're having a good time with your partner, and you're like, "Ooh, what's your opinion on the death penalty?" Yeah, how do you feel about tariffs? <laughs> what are your thoughts on international trade? Yeah. Sometimes we play a game where I say, "Okay, I'm the president of the world. Give me a problem, and I'll solve it." And, and I, I always go hard mode for you. And <laughs> I think that I have some good ideas, and I think that people should talk to me about them. President Zacks, should dogs vote? Oh, definitely. Okay, thank you. <sighs> They'll use their little nose and boop it. How old do dogs need to be able to be to vote? Uh... We, they, there's a training test where we show them, like, it's a picture of both guys and then a button by each guy and they have to boop it. <laughs> so if they don't know how to boop, then they're not old enough to vote. That is an illegal test. <gasps> You can't restrict a, pe- a person's right to vote? If they don't know how to press a button? Uh, remember segregation Jim Crow South? <laughs> they would put writing tests before the vote? Oh, well then I guess they could just come right on out and do it. How do you get them to vote then? Well, I guess you have to practice booping. Here's what we do. We do direct marketing campaigns up. for dogs, but we have dog presidents. But not, like, a dog version of the president. It's just, like, for team <laughs> I like the idea of a dog version. Like, a dog, a dog Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, dog Joe Biden. What kind of dog is Joe Biden? Let me just say real quick, I'm just imagining... A boxer terrier? The state of the union is rough. And then it's just standing ovation both sides of the house and Senate. Everybody just clapping for an hour and a half. Oh just God, another, not another it. word is uttered, and then he walks off the stage. You know how there's like the dog Super Bowl and like different dog yeah, the sporting Bowl, events. Yeah. Uh, that, but it's like the debate. <laughs> but it's mm. dogs. Well, actually, I mean, don't you? Remember? John Oliver did the Supreme Court with dogs. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and so he had like a different dog for every Supreme Court justice, and then when uh, Justice Gorsuch got onto the court um, because. Mitch McConnell held that seat open until Trump got into office. Instead of putting a dog on the court, he put a lobster on the court. <laughs> because that guy shouldn't have been a judge on the Supreme Court. I, I don't really Kavanaugh care if he's a judge. still someone? Yeah. He's a Supreme Court judge. 
Okay. And the other one Trump appointed three. RGB. Yeah, Trump appointed three judges to the Supreme Court. So the next Supreme Court. And I know Court, two of them are not that great. The next Supreme Court people will be like Gen Z or something? Ooh. Is that how long no. it's going to take for them to The die? next one, best we could do is a millennial, but like, they're still going to be old. Old to become a Supreme Court justice, I mean, technically, to become a Supreme Court justice, really anybody could be appointed as long as the Senate approves them. But, like, usually you need to have a long history. Every time you need a, a long history of judicial rulings. Okay. That's, that's well, funny because Amy Coney Barrett never tried a case. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. She's also part of political. a cult? Hmm. Yeah, she is. So let's Allegedly. backtrack. I don't know Allegedly. how we got... Well, I do know, but let's not rehash that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so the family spends, like, a few hours in the slammer because Mario Lopez <laughs> is very kind and opts not to press, press charges. charges. And then, like, Melissa Joan Hart gets her stuff back, and then the cop gives her her ring, and she's like, man, you need to hold on to this one. And I'm like, do you know what she's in jail for? Okay, obviously <laughs> not. Lady. But then she goes out to talk with Mario Lopez and they have like this long look and then the girlfriend comes up and was like, you'd be rotting in jail if it was up to me. And then just, let's go, Mario Lopez. And I was thinking, like, honestly, like, I know they're trying to set it up like she's not the one, but, like, whether they get together or not, that is the right response. And I, like, literally looked at Bob, and I was like, um, if you were having, like, longing looks with your kidnapper, I'd be like, uh, hun, we're going to counseling because I think you've got Stockholm. Like, <laughs> sorry. you need therapy. <laughs> like, you got You seem much sadder about this than I expected. Yeah. I don't know why you're sad to be free. Yeah. So. A man gonna... chooses a slave obeys. Anyway. So there's that. Fast forward. She's going to get her life on track. She quits the waitressing job and somehow still has her lush apartment. So I guess her parents were paying her rent. Maybe I have no clue. Um, but she hasn't talked to them since jail. And brother calls and she's like, hey, I got my art got selected for a gallery. Do you want to come? And he's like, of course. I love you, sis. I'll be there and I'll bring my boyfriend. And I'll bring the family. And she says, don't bring the family. I don't want them there. I want this to be a night just for me. And he brings them anyway. And she's like, I don't want you guys to be mean to me. Please don't be mean to me. And mom says, we're not here to be mean to you. We've been doing some thinking, and if you want to be a painter, that's great. We'll support you no matter what. And she's like, huh? And looks at brother, and brother's what? like, they've been to therapy. Oh. And it's like, great, good one. And then mom's like, do you have anything else you want to say? And she just unloads a bunch of nonsense on him. Oh, boy. And then they're like, okay, well, we're sorry we've ever made you feel wrong. You know, we're just, we're not perfect either. We love you and we just want to be a good family. We're not perfect either is such a backhanded way to say it too. Because it's like, you're fessing up to your crimes. Don't say we're not perfect either. I am perfect. (laughs) I did nothing wrong. So then um, her painting sells. And it's a nice night. She talks with her mom and she's so sad because Mario Lopez ends up uh, getting... It's the day of his wedding, so it is too late to go talk And she knows that because she sees a picture of them in the newspaper. They're really rich. Apparently. But then 
It's after that night, she's walking back to her car, and uh-oh, hands behind her eyes, she's getting kidnapped. It would have been oh, really no. funny if he'd put a gun to her back. Oh, I'm so normal. How'd that happen? And she's like, oh, please don't do this to me. And he's like, payback. And she's like, David, shut up. And he, like, takes her to this place. I believe then, he does tie a blindfold over her yeah. eyes. And then he's like, how about I take this blindfold off you? How'd that be? And that's a callback to earlier when she put a blindfold on him and took it off. And said that exact same line. And it's like, oh, that's so cute. I Question guess. mark. Yeah. So then basically he professes like, you're awful, but you're per- you're not perfect in any way, but you're perfect for me. Be with me. And he says that he is now... Instead of working for a big corporate as an architect, he's going to open his own business that is an arch- an architecture gallery. gallery where he bought her painting. And I have no idea what the business model is. Yeah, like what like, do you do as the owner of an art and architecture I gallery? I also don't really, like, I don't really know a lot about architecture at all. But, like, do they often have, like, freelance do they have galleries? And like, what? Is that a thing? How are you going to make money? This doesn't seem sustainable at all. She should not have quit that waitress job. I don't, yeah, I don't know what, well, he shouldn't have quit his realty job or whatever. Because like, he's doing architecture. He was like a property manager and now he's he's an architect. Well, he was an architect before. Okay. But for corporate. Now he's an architect for him, which I'm this like... This is nonsense. Do people architect for themselves? Like, But, like, okay, fine. You design the gallery, and then what? Like, what are you gonna do? Well, fade out. They're kissing. <laughs> They're kissing. The oh, movie's about to be over, and it's over. Holiday in handcuffs. That was garbage. One. <laughs> Our description of the movie may have seemed long, but it's still ten minutes shorter than the actual film. Oh, boy. <laughs> little, we skipped over... A lot. One thing yeah. we skipped over that I feel bad is we should talk... Okay, so rich fiancé girl that Mario Lopez is with, she's mm-hmm. super rich, has a mom who's awful and a, like... And also su- incredibly rich. Super rich and drinking all the time. And she has this maid, Maria, who's a real one. Because she's like... <laughs> it's like the, a running joke what her, a real one Maria is. And I'm like, I wish this was your movie. I want to see you. Because, like, basically the mom at one point is, like, reaching her hand out. Maria, my martini. And, like, Maria and, is, like, with her with her hand just, like, gently pushing the martini out of reach. Just like gently, little by little. It's like her fingers are barely not touching the martini and she's just pushing it a little further and further. And the lady's like reaching further and further and finally falls out of her chair. And then she just goes, oh no, Mrs. Rich Lady, not again. And I'm like, you're great, Maria. I love you. And then there's a part, like, when when Mario Lopez is trying to figure out, like, when he's starting to think about, like, leaving this girl... And going and getting with Melissa Joan Hart, he steps outside and Maria is smoking a cigarette, and he says like it's getting a little bit, uh, a little bit weird in there. And she says, "Tell me about it." And before she can dispense wisdom to him, the girlfriend goes like, "Hey, come back. We need we need you for something." And he goes, "Okay, bye." And he leaves. And I was like, I was really expecting Maria to say something wise here. Like, like if you don't want to be here, don't. Like. It's like the reason I'm here is because I need the money, but you don't need the money. You just do whatever you want. Like she could have said anything, mm-hmm. but instead she's just smoking a cigarette. And she's like, "Yeah, tell me about it." She's just like, "I hate my life," and that's it. That's the end of Maria. And that's the last time we see her. 
Mm-hmm. So what'd you think of the movie? I don't think I would like watching it. That's I think fair. I would turn it off. How, I mean, remember that time the dad said that he was thinking she might be more into innies than outies? Remember when the guy said, I didn't know it was gay? Well. <laughs> hey, watch it, super freak. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, yeah, that I voice, know. That voice everybody's been doing just makes me think of Jamie's Michael Richards. Hey, <laughs> Michael Richards. And the trash man. Jamie doesn't attempt to do any kind of impression other than putting on the voice and then shouting, I'm Michael Richards. Hey, <laughs> Michael Richards, you Gen Z trash. <laughs> yeah. I shouted the N word and I won't let you forget it. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that's the That is the That's best. the impression. <laughs> it's, oh. a pretty, it's a pretty good Michael Richards. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He's not gonna know Michael Richards. Oh they're, they're not gonna <laughs> no. Michael Richards isn't gonna watch. Oh he's not gonna Yeah, oh. I Yeah. I'm not gonna I mean Okay, but I don't wanna misrepresent Jamie. Yeah, I do care more about Jamie than Michael Richards. Hey, Jamie. Wow. Kramer was funny. When he wasn't <laughs> shouting the N-word. And Heckler's like, you gotta handle Heckler's better, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, that was this. Uh, that was this. This is us. <laughs> <laughs> this is us. <laughs> We, we were talking about the show This Is Us. Oh, I, I figured Maybe that's that what the reference is. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. But, okay, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Bob, for watching it with me twice. <laughs> Karina, thank you for not officially filing your two weeks notice with Kind of Friends. And thank she you knows you she doesn't have to file two weeks notice. You can't get rid of me, shit. <laughs> that's I'm going to wear. We'll just keep saying itties and outies till we push you out. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in a cold sweat tonight. Oh, and outies. My mom's gonna come into my room like it's not real. It's just a movie. We'll show you the clip of the guy saying this because this I don't man think you need to. Looks, <laughs> this man looks so great. But anyway, thank you guys at home or in your cars for listening. And remember to comment, like, and subscribe because we all need friends. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays.